Remember the game Two Truths and a Lie? Well, we have created our own version of it called Two Retirement Truths and a Lie. We'll find out how much you know or don't know about retirement planning. That and more on today's show. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and along with, uh, with well, a pair of wonderful people from Dual Financial Strategies. And today we're talking about Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, as Sam Dual is on assignment. And remember, Dual Financial Strategies are the people that have over a score of years of experience in uh, retirement planning. They'd like to be your retirement coaches. And I guess, uh, Luke, this is a great game. So I'm going to give you three things that are, well, two of them are a lie, one's a truth, and you could figure it out, and we will continue on from there. Well, one, other way around, right, Truck? Yes. Two, oh, two truths and one oh, lie, Oh, did right? I say two lies? Oh, see, that's what I mean. It's, I'm paranoid about it because I always lie. Anyway. Okay, In fair fact, enough. I'm lying right now. Actually, I'll sit up. All right. Uh, I was an EMT once. I was a record holder for the largest crappy caught in the state of Wisconsin, and I was a broadcaster in the National Hockey League. Two truths and a lie. Or uh, So which one was which? You know? Well, okay. EMT. All right. Yep. Nope, I was a broadcaster in the NHL. That was the truth. Well, that was a lie. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, yeah. let's go to the financial world now. Two truths and a lie. I'm going to do three things right now, and uh, you're going to tell us, and so is Andy on some of these other ones. Uh, about which is which. All right. Uh, I can't depend on uh, Social Security solely to pay for my living expenses when I'm retired. That's one comment. Uh, it's never too early to start saving for retirement. And I, I don't need help with my plan. Uh, I can use an app. I can do a robo thing and get the same information. Which is which? Well, those first two are definitely true. And that last one, uh, that would be the lie there. So when we're talking about robo advisors, you know, they can help somewhat um, but you really should be sitting down with somebody a professional planning through these really important areas um, there's only so much that an app can tell you I mean a lot of times it's only as good as how it was programmed exactly and a lot of times these apps will just say you know it'll kind of use these general rule rules of thumb Generic. like yeah like well you're only going to need 80 percent of the income or 60 percent of the income that you were generating before according to who according to who and is that realistic and is that what you really want you know to take this large you know 20 to 40 percent pay increase decrease going into retirement so there's Things like this and more that a robo can't do. We find a lot of people here in Northeast Wisconsin like to have an advocate in their corner, someone that they can call on, not just talking to a program or getting shifted off to an application um, that can be there for you to help make these really challenging decisions that are going to come up um, over the next few years. All right, we're going to have to go through these very quickly now. We've got a bunch of them. So two truths and a lie, Andy. Medicare's free. I don't need to pay for anything health-related. Medicare does not cover all my medical expenses, or you'll spend more time when you retire because of higher uh, medical costs. You'll need it more. Well, that's an interesting set of statements. Um, Medicare is not free. We know that. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one being the lie. Um, Medicare does have a cost, and everything does. Nothing is for free, and anything that is said to be free um, is really not. You're going to give up some sort of benefit for having, quote, unquote, freebies. So I think a classic one when it comes to Medicare is the ancillary stuff that the um, Medicare Advantage puts on there. What they don't really get into is the nitty-gritty and the details of 
how much you're actually on the line for as far as expenses are concerned, how much Medicare Advantage actually doesn't cover, although it says, oh, we're going to give you these things up front, whether it be dental or vision or whatever. Um, there is some ancillary things, but then your out-of-pocket basically has no stopping point. So um, the concern, of course, is, is if you have something very serious, it A, may not be completely covered, B, under advantage, the insurance company gets to dictate what they will and won't pay for, which means that even if your doctor prescribes something that you need, doesn't mean that the insurance company who is in charge of making those decisions about what they will and won't cover will actually cover it. So I think there's definitely um, some some caveats there that need to be looked at, but I would definitely go with that one's a lie. All right. I'm always going to be comfortable with the risk I'm at. Emergency savings are different than borrowing from a 401k, and it's never too late to begin to planning for retirement, Luke. Yeah, that first one, I am always going to be comfortable with my risk level, you know, where I'm at. That, that'd be the lie there because, you know, risk tolerance, that's basically an assessment of the amount of loss that you, an investor, are prepared to handle when we have some turbulent times. And this is something you should be revisiting on a regular basis. And I'll let you know, it is okay. I mean, I think we know in the back of our minds that we get a little bit more conservative as we get closer to retirement, but not all advisors are having those discussions. Not all advisors are open to that. And so it's okay if you're not as comfortable um, as you get close to retirement um, because you've worked really hard for this money and it needs to be there for the rest of your life. All right. Among these statements, Andy, diversification and asset allocation are essentially the same thing. Uh, I should update my retirement plan periodically or retirement planning has both emotional and financial components. Well, as far as I'm concerned, um, yes, you should update your retirement periodically. So that seems true to me. Retirement planning has both emotional and financial components. That's incredibly true. And unfortunately, many, many people make far too many emotional decisions. And diversification asset allocation are essentially the same thing. I say no. So if we're looking at what tools you're actually using, diversification, I think it's this sort of broad sweeping um, use and oh, I'm so diversified. I've got 40 something mutual funds, except when you really start faring that out and, and looking at it, um, we have different software that we can do that with. What we see is oftentimes there is not much differentiation between those mutual funds. So, yes, they have different names. Yes, they sound different in their titling. However, when you start to really look at it, the correlation is essentially the same. They might be mostly large cap stock. Well, if that's what you have, then unfortunately, anything in the large cap world as the market moves is going to go up or down. If it goes down, well, guess what? You have a lot of stuff all doing the same thing. So that would be a lack of diversification. Asset allocation is actually using different types of tools and instruments to offset what you're doing. It could be rental properties. It could be annuities. It could be using cash value life insurance. It could be using the market. All of the above in order to facilitate different allocation strategies or different asset classes that you would be using in order to create different types types of diversification so that hopefully when one thing goes up, then everything else isn't um, lockstep. I mean, if the rising tide raises all ships, that's great. However, we want there to be some diversification, particularly on the downside to protect you against what would potentially be um, a major market event. So we don't want you to be completely in one thing or another. We're talking about truth, truths and a lie with uh, Luke Vinable and Andy Schooler. And quickly, Luke, two truths and a lie here. I'm never going to be able to save enough for retirement. 
A Roth is pre-taxed, so you don't have to worry about being taxed and withdrawing your capital in retirement. And you don't need a lot of money to begin the process of planning for retirement. Which is which? Yeah, well, I have a little bit of an issue with bullet number two, where Roth is pre-taxed. I mean, traditionally, the traditional IRA is pre-tax money, um, and then it, the, the distributions later on um, from it would be taxable, whereas the Roth is the opposite. It's kind of post-tax money. Um, but the other big lie there is, you know, I'll never be able to save enough for retirement. Well, most people, they've done a study across the United States, most people, around 55% of people, feel that they're behind on their retirement savings. But with help, with someone in your corner, um, it is possible to save enough for retirement and ensure that your needs are going to be met for the cash flow, for the income that you're going to need, because it's not all about net worth anymore, folks. Um, that plays a part, but it's more about how much income are you going to have relative to your expenses. And that can be done, and you can save enough to get there with the help of a professional. All right, Andy, two truths and a lie. Tax planning is a huge component uh, of a comprehensive plan. Uh, next statement is the younger you retire uh, or the younger you are, the more you're going to risk running out of money if you retire young. Or a 401k is not a retirement plan uh, in and of itself. Hmm. Well, I would say tax planning is a huge component of a comprehensive plan. And the younger you are when you retire, the more risk you are of running out of money. A 401k is not a retirement plan in and of itself. Well, I would agree with that, that that would be, um, it is not a retirement plan. It is a bucket of money. And so planning, actually sitting down and looking at all of your assets and, and establishing your plan to say, okay, if I'm retiring at 62, then I've got to take care of health care for the next three years, basically, until you turn 65. You've got to then take a look at, okay, what is your health care cost going to be? Then you've got to look at what your Medicare is going to cover. Then you've got to look at where your other sources of income are going to come from, because likely Social Security is not going to cover all of your bills. And so there is generally an income gap. Well, do you have a pension for that? So that's all part of the planning process. So yes, a 401k is a bucket of money. No, it is not a plan. That is true. But you want to make sure that you have an established plan, especially if you're a couple and you can say, all right, if one of us passes away first, what happens to the other one? Part of a plan is looking at all areas. And retirement, I believe, is one of the most complicated issues that we can discuss because you are no longer having income coming in. You're no longer saving. That growth and accumulation phase is over now, and we have to figure out the caveats and the taxes and the long-term care and all of the components without you putting yourself in a position where you, per se, take too much money out and maybe change your Medicare costs, um, which most people don't know that can happen. But if you do a, a whoopsie-daisy and you say, oh, I want to take out this money because we want to go do something special, and it throws your income over the limit that's allowed, then you're going to have to start paying a bigger chunk of your Medicare premiums, and most people aren't aware of that. So that is all part of the puzzle that we put together. And so coming in and seeing us, I feel like is critical for most people to actually have a plan when you're working with a fiduciary and you're working with someone who specializes in retirement that is what you have to find and focus on so if it's not us find somebody interview people make sure that you work with a fiduciary who has your best interest all of the time absolutely zandy's absolutely right it's 866-203-7486 that's how you can reach dual financial strategies to get that retirement lifestyle review because uh, i think andy hit the nail on the head the uh, term fiduciary what does it mean it means that uh, they as a fiduciary 
fiduciary have uh, you as the number one component uh, in your retirement. And it's all about you. You come first. And that's the way they work at Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. 866-203-7486. Please don't delay. Make that phone call so you can get that appointment with uh, either Sam and or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. It's been a fast segment. And uh, what's coming up next? When we come back, we'll explore a number of retirement-related questions that begin with the word when. And we're back here at uh, the, the post in Green Bay, Appleton, where spring Will Spring and Sprung at Dual Financial Strategies is the uh, uh, program. Uh, Your Retirement is the name of it. I'm Chuck Caton. We have Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel in the studios to answer retirement questions that start with the word when, depending on a number of factors here, including your individual financial situation and personal preferences. So we've got some common when questions and some potential answers. And by the way, Sam Duell is out on assignment today, uh, listening closely, I'm sure, to this program. So, Luke, when should I start taking Social Security benefits? Well, the when, that's a really challenging and personal question for a lot of people. I mean, some of the details around that, when are you eligible? Age 62 would be the earliest. Most of you listening that haven't taken your your Social Security already will have a full retirement benefit. So that's what your Social Security benefits are based off of. That will be somewhere between 66 and 67 years old, depending on the year of your birth. And then you can delay Social Security up to age 70 and receive an 8% delayed retirement credit, meaning your payment will grow by 8% every year you wait, but you do not need to wait the full year to receive the increase. Uh, But there are a variety of other things to consider. At what age are you going to be retiring? Um, Do you have a spouse? Did that spouse work? Did that spouse not work? Um, There's spousal benefits that can be available for Social Security. Um, And, you know, how long do you anticipate living? I know we don't have a crystal ball to know that for sure, but all these different factors play into when you take Social Security. I will let you know that the vast majority, just over 50%, 55% of people take Social Security when they're first eligible at 62. And oftentimes that's a little bit early, um, a little bit too early because you've got these big 401ks and IRAs that are going to be taxable. And there's some strategy and help that we can do in planning for taxes, maybe drawing on those prior to taking Social Security, seeing that payment can grow um, and work for you harder in the future. Absolutely. Now, I think that uh, a lot of people probably feel, look, I put so much in in Social Security taxes, I'm going to get it as soon as I can. And that seems to be the mentality. And that's why we see Absolutely. The, per- the percentages that Luke just talked about. All right, Andy, when should I start withdrawing money from my retirement accounts? Well, again, that depends. And of course, it just really comes down to Um, Again, having a plan and making sure that you've dotted the I's and crossed the T's to establish, do you need to take out money from your qualified accounts or from any of your accounts? 
there has to be a thought process to that. Again, if you are going to retire at 62 it, and you have a Roth IRA, that could be an advantage to use that money first. So that doesn't affect your taxable income, therefore affecting your, if you qualify, um, supplements that you get towards your health insurance plan. So you can utilize thought processes and strategies like that. But if you don't know those rules, then you can find yourself in a situation where you are taking money out of the wrong account and putting yourself in a position to have to pay more, which you may not have to. So again, spending some serious time on establishing where where and what and when you need to take money out is really important to determine if that plan makes sense for you, not just willy-nilly withdrawing money because you can, again, find yourself in a position you did not want to find yourself in. Questions that begin with the word when, W-H-E-N. That's what we're talking about in this segment here of Your Retirement with Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. I'm Chuck Gayton. Uh, it's 866-203-7486. That's the way you can reach dual uh, financial strategies to uh, discuss your retirement, your impending retirement, and uh, how it can be very, very successful. All right, Luke, when should I consider downsizing my home? Well, I think when the home um, becomes maybe a little bit more burdensome, uh, when it's not solving the purpose that maybe it once did. Um, we talk about Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement, all the time. And I think the purpose of the home, while it's been probably a comfortable place to live, maybe raise a family, as you retire, um, the purpose of that home may have changed and maybe too large. So it, it, it's still a personal decision for you on when that timing would be. Um, but you'll, I think, especially as a married couple, hopefully you're, you've been talking about it. Um, and if you're not married, if maybe you're single, get the kids or get another loved one involved to bounce ideas off of. Um, because I think it will become apparent as you talk through that when the time is right for you. Um, and maybe that's earlier in retirement so that you can shift shift your energy into something else. Um, but I know for a lot of people, even though the house might be big, they still enjoy those tasks around the home and that gives them a level of purpose. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because I think some people look at it in two ways, don't they? Look, they look at it from a financial standpoint with property taxes rising all the time and other home costs uh, versus the comfort of that home. So maybe they're scared sometimes to downsize. Yeah. And I think you know, most people in our area have their homes paid off. So yeah, the, you know, it, without the payment, then the property tax bill isn't as big of a deal as if we've got property taxes plus a payment, right? So that all plays a part too. Yeah. All right, Andy, another when question for you. When should I consider retiring? Well, that is a personal decision and it really depends on what your objective is. Do you have financial concerns? Do you have health concerns? Are there things that are going to potentially change your life expectancy? These are all things that you want to consider when you're going out. If you are miserable in your job and you can afford to retire, perhaps that's the time. If you enjoy your job and you want your social security benefits to keep ratcheting up every year, then you wait and you continue to work. If you enjoy the social aspect, it, you know, whatever the case is, this is a personal decision. And we have to look at not only your financial system, financial situation, but your personal preferences as well as your career goals in order to establish what makes the most sense for you. And, you know, between husbands and wives, um, 
there are times where one will retire and then the other one is kind of like, well, could we, should we, does it make sense? Do we have to carry healthcare to get us up to Medicare Mm -hmm. age? Is there an age gap between husband and wife? I mean, these are all parts of the planning process that we have to take into consideration to make sure you have what you need going through retirement. Actually, if you're considering retirement, actually give us a phone call right now at 866-203-7486 because if you're contemplating this, uh, Luke and Andy are at your service at Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, They've had over 22 years of experience in this realm. And remember that uh, that retirement lifestyle review can be very beneficial for you. Even if you're only six or seven years away from retirement, think ahead and give them a call at 866-203-7486. All right, Luke, when should I start? And this is a tough one here because uh, a lot of people don't think about these things. When should I start planning for long-term care? Well, the sooner we can start planning for long-term care, the better. I mean, folks, this is why we have the radio show, Your Retirement, um, because, I mean, we've been harping this week on, you know, have a plan, meet with somebody, meet with a fiduciary. This is another area. It's it's sort of the elephant in the room that nobody wants to really discuss. We don't want to think about getting older. We don't want to think about needing care or help in the future. Um, So it's easier to just sort of sweep it under the rug, but we can't sweep it under the rug anymore. So when you're planning for retirement, this is the time to start having the discussions about how are we going to cover this big um, burden that's coming up. I taught a class um, here in the Fox Valley, two-night course, and there was an attendee that just put her mom into a nursing home here in Northeast Wisconsin, $150,000 a year. Wow. Wow. That's huge money. Where's that going to come from? We need to start planning for this yesterday. So give us a call if you want help planning with long-term care as well. Absolutely. That's 866-203-7486. It is so important. And it's one of those things that uh, you uh, can easily say to yourself, well, it's not going to happen to me or any member of my family. But that is not necessarily true. You'll be lucky, knock on wood, uh, to not uh, need long-term care, but a percentage of us will. So why not plan? All right, we're going to wrap this segment up, Andy, with uh, this when question. When should I start estate planning? Well, there again, I think many people wait too long to start estate planning. Basically, in my opinion, if you have children, you have a home, you have things that you want to protect from your nosy neighbor, um, that is a great time to start an estate plan. So if you are going into retirement and still don't have an estate plan, part of those documents that you're going to get through doing and working with an attorney would be like powers of attorney for financial and medical. It would be establishing what's going to happen to all of your things and having sort of blanket clauses that cover if nothing specific gets listed what is covered the beauty of having a trust over a will is that you don't have to your beneficiaries don't have to go through probate court you don't have to deal with the nosy neighbor saying that oh well so and so promised me etc etc there's no fighting there's no contest it is whatever you have written in your documents to make sure that you can speak from the the grave if you will and make sure you your definite ideas wishes are all taken care of and that you don't have to worry about them not being that's a key and uh, another key to success ladies and gentlemen is uh, giving dual financial strategies a call they'll give you that retirement lifestyle review that is also important when you call 866 866- 203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And uh, when you visit with them at no cost, no obligation, by the way, 
Sam will give you his book, Purpose Determines Placement. It's in its second printing, and uh, the uh, title uh, is self-explanatory, really. What's the purpose of uh, where you are placing uh, your uh, funds uh, in your portfolio for retirement? That's the key. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation to sit down anywhere in the Fox Valley with either Andy Schooler or Luke Van Abel, Sam Duell of Duell Financial Strategies because they've got you in mind first. They're fiduciaries, and that means uh, you come first uh, in retirement planning before anything else. It's 866-203-7486. And again, make that phone call. No cost, no obligation to get on the appointment list. Fast-moving show. Luke, what's coming up next? A tumultuous market and rising interest rates are just two of the many things that Americans are concerned about today. When it comes to retirement, we've put together a list of things that could be on your worry list. Good news, we've got some suggestions to help ease the worries. back here on your retirement. Chuck Caton here along with uh, Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. Sam Dual on assignment. Good to have you with us. 866-203-7486. Uh, if you uh, missed the number before the break. So we're going to talk a little bit about all the things that we're going to need uh, the list so that you won't be on the worrisome list. Uh, we talked, Luke, about uh, Uh, a tumultuous market, rising interest rates, but there's a lot of other things as well if you're not prepared. And one of the ways that you need to be prepared is your savings account. Insufficient savings uh, can be a bane of your retirement portfolio and plan, right? Yeah, and I think when we think about savings, we also kind of lump in, you know, the amount that we've saved or invested in our 401ks. And, you know, if you haven't been able to put much of anything away, well, then I could certainly understand um, where you'd have some concerns if you're just going to have to rely on Social Security. That could be very challenging and restrictive. But if you've been fortunate enough to set some money aside in savings, in your retirement accounts, um, you know, what is the barometer that you're using that's telling you um, that you haven't saved enough? Is it, you know, what you're hearing from your friends? Is it what you're hearing on TV um, or other, you know, places that are saying that you need X amount of millions of dollars in order to retire? Um, In a lot of cases, that's just not true especially for us here in Northeast Wisconsin with the lower cost of living. So get a second opinion. Understand, you know, are you behind? Are you not behind? Are you in a position where maybe you can retire sooner than you think um, because maybe you've got some unrealistic expectations or are comparing it to somebody who um, has a different lifestyle than you? All right, Andy, a lot of people are, uh, again, as we said in the last segment, we're talking about long-term care. Well, health care costs in general are worrisome. Oh, they are. I mean, if you've been out on the marketplace and you're shopping for health insurance, it's more than most of you paid for your mortgage on your house. Like, it's honestly ridiculous. Um, So looking at healthcare costs, including your medical insurance premiums, co-pays, prescription drug expenses, not only can it be confusing, but it's a significant concern for retirees, I think in general for people. But rising healthcare costs, especially for long-term care or unexpected medical emergencies, um, if you have the option to start an HSA, that can be very helpful. It's also um, functions a bit like a Roth does where it's after-tax money. So if you you are using that for 
um, medical, anything medical, whether it's Walgreens or doctor's appointments or whatever, you don't have to pay taxes on that money. So that can be a great way if you're still working to start to strategize um, a plan to have a bucket of money that is set aside for those ancillary unexpected medical emergencies that may not be covered under your health insurance or Medicare when you go there. Um, But they can certainly, those expenses can put a strain on your retirement savings and it can impact your retirement planning portion. So having choice, I guess, is what I would say would be the best option. And so the more time that you have before you retire to start making sure that you're dotting the I's and and crossing the T's, it is important. I grab Sam's book because that is more or less a workbook um, to help you through retirement. And so if you are not retired yet, I would also highly recommend that you read that book and make sure that you are starting to understand. I think one of the biggest comments that we get between the classes and between Sam's book are, gosh, I wish I would have known that information 15 years ago. So I do yourself a favor um, and take the time that it takes to to plan for this. I know most people would prefer and enjoy spending more time planning their vacations, but this is a long-term deal and we have to make sure that you have what you need to get you through the next 25, even in some cases, 40 years worth of time. Things that people are worried about, maybe you in the audience. And again, uh, the book that uh, Andy refers to is uh, Purpose Determines Placement. You can find out all about that. Get a copy of it uh, when you uh, call for an appointment uh, with Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. A lot of people are worried that Social Security won't be around when they need it, Luke. Yeah, people are getting worried. We have a we have a pay as you go system, it's called. So the workers that are out there today are paying into Social Security and providing benefits for the boomers and the other generations that are taking Social Security. Um, And so there's some concern because we've got less workers out there. We've had uh, maybe not the best decisions made with the Social Security program in general. Um, I think some of the good things are that the millennial generation is larger than the baby boom generation. So if we can get them out there working, if we can encourage maybe your kids, your grandkids, if they're not working full time to get out there and work full time, that will help because they will be contributing to Social Security. Um, And I think the other thing to keep in mind um, for those of you that are worried about Social Security is if you are within that retirement red zone that we talk about, so like within five years of retirement, within maybe five years of being eligible for Social Security, the closer you are to that, uh, the less I think you need to worry about it because there's typically been um, phase-out periods and many of you are counting on Social Security to be there. So if they make drastic changes, that's going to have all sorts of other implications. But keep in mind that Social Security was never designed to be the one and only source of income for retirement. You have to do yourself... um, the service of of contributing, saving, investing in other places to help supplement your income needs. Andy, I think people are easily involved uh, with their worry on market volatility. Oh, absolutely. And certainly the media does not help. And of course, 2022 didn't help either. So yes, many people are concerned about the volatility in the financial markets, the potential impact on your retirement savings. Most of you have gone through not only 2008, but the 2001 crash in your retirement. And having another crash when you're planning on or getting ready to retire is frightening, no question. So how do we take some of those concerns, worries off the table? What kind of asset allocation can you use in your retirement plan 
to help offset the potential government <laughs> crap that they're doing that gets us into hot water. I mean, it's like the they have been artificially dinking around with the market since the 2001 crash when they started the quantitative easing printing of money back then and then we ended up in the 2007-2008 crash and so leave it to government to mess up something that should be working just fine on its own yes the market's going to have ups the market's going to have downs there's no question but when they start artificially and we're back to printing more money than we've ever printed among other things um, now we're into a hyperinflationary period of time and so we have to deal with that so talking to someone who knows an understands retirement, knows and understands the benefits and the tools that are available to you that can help you take off some of the volatility of the market, making sure that you have the income that you need going into retirement is critical to your retirement uh, longevity. All right. And speaking of longevity, Luke, a lot of people are afraid they're going to outlive their retirement savings. They are. I mean, it wasn't too many years ago, and that was the number one concern, fear that people had, even over death itself, was outliving their retirement savings. Um, so this fear of outliving your savings is is facing a lot of people. There's many reasons to, to be concerned. But one of the things that you can do is control your spending, decrease your expenses, start paying off those debts as we get closer to retirement, um, and regularly, as many of you do, contribute to those retirement accounts um, and savings accounts so that you've got those pieces there. It's not the government's job to take care of us. So we have to take on a level of responsibility. We're a conservative-based firm. We focus and help people that are conservative that realize that they want to take ownership for you know, the skin that they've got in this game called retirement. So um, we're going to live longer. That just means that we need to do more preparation and planning ahead of time to ensure that those assets and income can stay with us for the rest of our lives. And Andy, I think that uh, when we talk about being fearful, uh, we're fearful in retirement that we're not going to have the same lifestyle we did before and maybe not live where we did before. Well, that's true as well. I mean, I think the that is part, again, of the retirement planning process is to discuss those things that may come up. And that may be a change in your housing. It may be a change in your lifestyle. Um, but having a really realistic, transparent conversation about where you're actually at is fundamental. And I know there's tons of retirement calculators out there that are going to tell you you need X, Y, Z in order to have a successful retirement. I would push back. And those tend to get um, very weighted based on how those programs were designed. And so that doesn't necessarily take you into account specifically with your lifestyle and the way that you choose to live. I know people that have far less than a million dollars and they have plenty to take care of themselves. It's just evaluating and looking at where's your income streams going to come from? What kind of savings do you have? What type of savings is it? Is it IRA, 401k, um, Roth? Is it regular savings? Is it rental properties? Is it, I don't know, the list goes on and on and on. However, we need to look at all of that and, and talk about what changes there could be coming down the road. If interest rates continue to go up, guess what? If the prices of your houses are going to go down, yes. I mean, you've probably experienced that in your lifetime based on the last time that we had interest rates that were high. Um, but the reality is this is a different time in your life and you're basically going into it on a fixed income. If you're not working anymore, then you don't have as much control over that. And so if you have to purchase another um, house or property to live in, what's the interest rate going to be on that mortgage if you have to have one? So those are all questions that we have to look at when 
planning for your retirement. And finally, Luke, uh, debt. Uh, if you've got a lot of it, you're going to be fearful of that as you approach retirement. You certainly will. I mean, that's it's a burden. The Bible talks about being slave to the lender. So you, there's this element of just feeling like you're you're being crushed. Um, but keep in mind that there's different types of debt. You know, we've got mortgage debt and then we've got consumer debt. Most of the families that we're talking to today um, with mortgages have pretty reasonable rates of return. It's those car payments. It's those credit card payments that can really um, eat us up with interest rates 10, 20 percent or more. Um, so focus on that consumer debt first, getting that paid down if you fall into that camp. Um, and there's kind of two different ways that you can look at this. You can look at either paying off the highest interest rate item first. That's the way I would look at it because, you know, that's where we're, we're losing the most money. But for other people, they just want they want to know that they can win and, and have some successes along the way. So they will focus on the smallest balance first. So if we just got a small balance, get that one knocked out, snowball that payment into the next one. And so you really feel like you're making headway um, so that you can reduce the worry um, going into retirement around the debt piece. Well, you aren't going to have to worry if you uh, pick up that phone at no cost, no obligation to call Dual Financial Strategies. Give Andy and Luke a call at 866-203-7486. They'll have the answers for you. Again, it's no cost, no obligation to sit down with them to have that initial appointment and discuss all of your worries in retirement as you look ahead. 866-203-7486 is the number. That's 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. Anywhere you're listening to us in the Fox Valley, they've got an office in Appleton. They've got an office in Green Bay. Give them a call about your retirement. Question and answer time coming, right? It's that time again. We're here, we're hearing from listeners and what's on their minds, and we're going to answer some questions. And we're back on your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in uh, along with Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies, uh, where that number again is 866-203-7486. Give them a call. Don't procrastinate when it comes to your retirement. Give them an opportunity uh, to uh, employ the retirement lifestyle review that is uh, custom for you. Once again, 866-203-7486. Sam Duell's on assignment, but Luke and Andy are ready to answer questions. And the first one comes from Green Bay, Luke, and it's Lucas uh, to talk to Luke uh, here from Green Bay. And uh, Lucas has close to a million dollars in tax-deferred funds. He's 54 years old, so Luke, he wants to know would it be possible to spend down before RMDs kick in, or would conversions to Roth in my early 60s be better? Hi, Lucas. Great name, although I am not a Lucas. I am legally just a Luke, um, but still a great name nonetheless. Um, Would it be possible to spend down before you take required distributions? Absolutely. You can start taking um, income from accounts. Actually, I feel like a lot of people um, think, well, let me just wait on taking money from those funds. They've always grown. I've always made contributions to them. So I'll just wait. Well, we're also kind of kicking that tax can down the road as well. So starting to pull some of that money earlier. Um, You say that you're 54, not sure when you're thinking of retirement, not sure of what your income would be right now. There's a lot of different factors that will play into how much and when, you know, do you do that while you're still working? Do you not? Um, But you bring up another good point in in Roth conversions, and many people don't even know that that tool exists, but that's essentially taking money from 
your pre-tax accounts, those IRAs and 401ks, sliding them over, basically taking a distribution but never letting it hit your pocket. So it crosses the tax threshold. You pull $10,000 out, slide it over to a Roth. Well, that $10,000 is still taxable right now, but at pretty favorable rates. And then it lands in the Roth IRA. And now for the rest of your life, your children's lives, whoever's inheriting that money, then that money would also be tax-free. Um, Roth conversions can be a fantastic tool. It's something that we help out families with all the time. Again, would it be right for you? Not 100% sure, but it's something that we certainly could look at. And we understand that currently, our current tax rates, our current tax rules, if you will, are in place until December 31st of 2025. So we've got the rest of 23 the 24 and 25 under what are pretty favorable conditions. Um, so if there were ever a time to start looking at taking some distributions or doing some Roth conversions, now would be a fantastic time to start looking at that. Yeah, I don't want to give you a testimonial here, but I will tell you that we've done the same thing. And I'm approaching our MDH, so is my wife, and we put a substantial amount of money into Roth conversions. And yeah, we're biting that bullet, well, like you say, Luke, with the taxes. But uh, you're assuring me that the taxes are lower now than they will be four or five years from now. So I feel good about it. And I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you should too. So, uh, Lucas, good question there. All right, Andy, we've got Faye in Oshkosh that's got a question for you. Uh, she says, my husband and me uh, earn, uh, and I, I should say, a combined household income of nearly $200,000. We both max out our 401ks, and we've done so for the last, uh, well, 20 years or so. Uh, are we uh, allowed to open a Roth IRA for each of us? And I've heard that some folks say that we're not eligible to open one, uh, but any input from you would be much appreciated. Hi, Faye. Great question. So there have been some changes in how much you can make in order to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA. Um, if you have a Roth IRA at work, I would look into that one first. And the reason for that is because you could actually facilitate putting more money into it than you can in an individual Roth IRA on the outside. Um, but you're right at the threshold for income to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA. So without knowing exactly how much you're making, that gets a little bit more challenging. I would talk to a tax professional for sure to see if you can qualify for that as your CPA should know um, based on exactly what you're at. You're saying you're close to or nearly 200,000. Well, that's basically the threshold. So um, I don't know how how close you are to that limit and that would certainly be helpful if I knew the exact amount but uh, your CPA definitely will so if you use a CPA then they will be able to help you further with establishing whether or not you can actually contribute. But if you have a Roth at work, you could always contribute to that. And that would give you a greater amount of money that you can actually contribute because it's if you're over 50, then you can contribute up to 7,500. Um, but you can't contribute 7,500 to a Roth on an individual side and 7,500 to a traditional IRA on the outside. That 7,500 has to be split or you have to choose one or the other. So if you can qualify for a Roth, again, start with your employer if that's an option. If you can't, then look at your individual accounts based on how much income you have and the conversation you have with your CPA. All right. Very good answer there. And now we'll go to Archie and Apple. 
Fulton, uh, who is 57 years old, married, uh, no dependents other than uh, his wife, uh, planning to retire in 10 years, Archie says. He's been self-managing plans and funds for decades, and he says, I'm comfortable with my plan and my practice, but I uh, wanted to create kind of a relationship with somebody who uh, could step in uh, on topics that I'm unsure about and help manage the portfolio. Uh, maybe make regular disbursements uh, to my wife uh, as to make sure that she's set for life. So uh, any chance you think you could help get uh, her fired up about this? Because I guess people are protective about this kind of thing, Luca. Yeah, I think so. Hi, Archie. Thanks for writing in. Um, Not sure what you mean about getting her fired up, although um, I've been doing this long enough to know that there tends to be one one of you in the family, if we're married, that sort of handles the money, thinks about the money, organizes the money. And the other one more or less is along for the ride. Not saying that's a negative thing. I'm sure your wife has plenty of skills and things that she brings to the table, but this just isn't one of her areas of interest. Um, So as far as getting her fired up, I don't know that if... You know, she hasn't been overly thrilled about this up to this point. I don't know that going into retirement is magically going to have her get fired up about it. However, um, this is a great time to, you know, engage with somebody like us because this is precisely what we help families do. We, you know, we'll set up lifetime income. We will help families organize the investments and the allocation to make sure that the right decisions are being made there. And then, In preparation for retirement, we talk all the time about income. Then it's ensuring that the money is transferring from those accounts to you um, in a tax efficient manner. So having an advocate in your corner to work alongside you, because it sounds like you've made some great decisions up to this point, um, can absolutely be done. Uh, You can reach out to us schedule an appointment. I highly recommend um, that your wife come along for the for the ride, if you will, engage in the process, learn a little bit. Um, you've probably been telling her some things over the years. A lot of times it's harder to hear from you than it will be from a professional. And together we can work at helping her to understand what's going on, how you're positioned, and will this money last for as long as you need it to? Yeah, I can really relate to this, too, uh, personally, because my wife feels the same way. I mean, she says, this is your bailiwick. Uh, You know, you're always talking about our money and our investments, our retirement plan and all that, and uh, doesn't realize, she just doesn't have an interest in it. Just like I don't have an interest in uh, maybe baking all the cookies that she does or the cakes or, uh, uh, you know, well, I certainly don't want to clean the house, but not that she does it all, because I do some. But I, I understand what you're saying. Um, it, getting fired up is probably tough sometimes for somebody who really doesn't have a, uh, an interest in uh, uh, the, the pecuniary end of, um, of life. All right, let's go to our final question, and it's Edith for Andy in De Pere. Uh, I've been contributing to a target date retirement fund in my Roth IRA, and I recently started a job in a company that provides a 401k match. Now, I tried Googling, but was unable to find any definitive answer on this, Andy. So is there some kind of uh, law or rule against contributing to the same target date fund in an IRA and a 401k? And if not, is that even a good idea? 
Hi, Edith. Great question. Um, so no, there's no rule or law that's going to dictate that you cannot use the same fund. I would be surprised if you have the option for the same fund based on if your Roth IRA is sit out, sitting out and is outside of your company plan, um, then you may not have the same options through your new company 401k as to what to invest in. Um, but that being said, I would also look at it from a perspective of you may not want to invest in the same thing. So that you're not duplicating. So if the the goal is to create different strategies or different buckets of money doing different work, then um, what you would probably want to do is talk to someone about looking at your 401k options and seeing which is going to be the most in line with what you're trying to accomplish for your goals. And that way you're not finding yourself in a situation where um, you are A, duplicating and have the same thing going on. God forbid if the market goes down and you're basically in the same spot and your accounts get hit, well, you're going to get hit hard in both places. So that may not be the best spot to be. So when we talk about changing it up or diversifying or using different asset allocations, then the reality of the situation is you wouldn't want to be in the same place because you wouldn't want your money doing the exact same thing should it potentially go down in a couple of different places. So that would be my my first thought when I look at this. But again, I talk to somebody. I mean, you're welcome to come in and talk to us. You're welcome to sit down and we can go through the Riskalyze questionnaire with you. And that will give you um, an established line in the sand for where you fall between one and 99 on a risk scale. And then you can actually um, put in your accounts and we can take a look at those and see how aligned or how not aligned they are with your risk number and really figure out and ferret out what would be the best solution and the best option. I, you know, we always make that offer to people, come in, talk to us. It's no pressure. Um, there's no money that's exchanged. We just want to educate people in the Fox Valley about what options you have for your retirement. Cause Lord knows retirement, you only really get a one shot to do it right. And so you need to be talking to and utilizing a fiduciary advisor that can help you that specializes in retirement specifically and all the odds and end pieces that come together in this arena um, to make sure that you have what you need because at the end of the day you are a snowflake and so is your neighbor and you all need something a little bit different you all have a different timeline you all have different ways of looking at things and so ultimately you've got to find someone that you feel comfortable working with that's going to not only help you retire but get you through retirement with a plan that is flexible and that works for you and provides you with the income that you need Um, but you first need to have that conversation. So I'm glad you called in. I hope we can be of some assistance to you. All right. That Riskalyzer tool is just one of them uh, that they can uh, help you with in your retirement, a dual financial strategies. And it's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that retirement lifestyle review. And remember, this is at no cost, no obligation to have uh, that initial appointment with either uh, Andy, Luke, or Sam. And uh, they will help you with our over two decades of experience. Well, it's been a great show what's coming up uh, uh, next week. I know we're going to reconvene here, but uh, some final thoughts, Luke. Thanks for listening. We know many of you tune in every single week. We will be back next week. Same time, same place. Look forward to having you here. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor.
Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.